0: seems like I kicked a bit of a hornet's nest last week on my Hazardous Liberty Facebook page when I made the audacious claim that the church's only purpose is to proclaim the good news of the gospel, and should, therefore, stay out of politics. I initially made the comment in reply to a tweet I saw from someone that I know to be a solid conservative and Christian, and while I don't think he intended anything misleading, In what he wrote, in fact, I know he didn't, he did articulate a sentiment that I see growing on the conservative side. Namely, that the only way we are going to save this nation is if we get the church to become active, or more active, in the politics around us. Now, I happen to disagree with that idea, and I think it's more than just a matter of semantics. So let's jump into this passionate discussion as we have another Hazardous Conversation. Trigger warning disclaimer. Hazardous Conversations pushes rhetorical boundaries for acceptable political discourse. Listening to this program could have the uncomfortable side effect of provoking deep intellectual inquiry into foundational principles of liberty. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so let's get the semantics out of the way right away. The word church, as I use it, and as it is used in scripture, refers to the universal body of all believers in Christ Jesus. It is timeless and not limited to a building or a particular set of doctrines, and it has and always has had a single purpose, to preach and teach the good news of salvation through faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the only Son of God. Now. While the church is wholly comprised of the body of believers, not all activity by the body of believers constitutes the work of the church. That work, the purpose of the church, is uniquely singular and limited, even if the ways that it goes about that work are varied. That doesn't mean that we are not called to be reflections and extensions of Christ in all that we do. Merely that not every single activity that we go about in our daily lives, individually or corporately, is actually fulfilling the purpose of the church. And I think that scripture makes this point pretty clear in Acts chapter 6. But what it also makes clear is that God's people are to go out into the world to do good works. Not to earn salvation, but in response to the salvation won for us by Christ. And this is where I think many Christians are getting things somewhat backwards when they say that they want the church to become more active, involved, engaged, whatever, with politics. See, I think that when people say this, they're colloquially interchanging the idea of the activity of God's people with the activity of the church. So, when they say that they want the church to be more involved with politics, they are really meaning that they want more of God's people involved with politics. And I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. Unfortunately, this distinction does not fit every person making this call for more involvement by the Church. It seems that there are some who are really calling for the Church itself to become political. They seem to want politics preached from the pulpit and for the church to take stances on matter of secular policy. They would have the church hold campaign events and publish a voter's guide for its congregants. Now, the inherent problem with doing these things is that you begin, whether you perceive it or not, to place the cart before the horse. Instead of allowing faith to inform politics, you begin to be motivated by a desire to justify politics with faith you also begin to use scripture itself for something other than its true purpose, finding and using passages in contexts which they have never been used before in order to bolster whatever position you are seeking to bolster. Don't get me wrong, I don't think that most of the people who go down this road do so with any intent to err. In fact, I believe that they are motivated by a genuine desire to do good and even to do godly work. But in this too, scripture tells us that even the best actions, when done in the wrong ways or for the wrong reasons, are considered to be worthless and possibly even sinful. And this is one aspect that I want to help guard my fellow Christians against, if I can. But most importantly, I want to help preserve the church and keep it from becoming corrupted as much as I can. And regardless of whatever good intentions there might be in wanting to see the church become more involved in politics, the further one tries to take the church from its scriptural purpose, the more error is actually introduced. And instead of having the net positive effect on the political world that one hopes for in doing this, in reality you end up having a net negative effect in both the political world and the church. Now, the negative in the church should be obvious. One, if you're talking politics in the pulpit, you're taking devotion away from the Lord and the preaching of his word and gospel. Two, you're wounding God's message, even though that's not your intent, if your preaching fixes people's mind on anything other than Christ. The negative in the political realm is such that Many people regard the confusion of church and politics to mean that Christians want to install a theocracy in the United States. And honestly, when I listen to or read some people in their calls for the church to become more active in politics, I'm not sure that criticism is too far off the mark. And that's me listening and reading with completely sympathetic ears and eyes. But setting that criticism aside... We need only look to historical examples of how badly things go when, out of faithful fervor, people try to make the Church a political entity. From the early days of the Roman Church through to the Reformation, the Enlightenment, and on to the modern era, every single time the Church tries to become something other than the Church, we all go astray. Now, please, do not mishear what I'm saying here. I am not saying that faith has no business in politics. I am not saying that Christians, or any other faith for that matter, should not bring their beliefs to their political discussion. And I'm certainly not claiming that politicians should not speak their faith boldly in the public square. None of that is excluded when I say that the Church needs to stay out of politics. What I am saying is that the purpose of the church is to preach and teach the gospel, and that it is God's people that then take that message into the rest of their daily lives. And on that point, I wholeheartedly agree, God's people need to be far more involved in the political realm. Now, changing gears just slightly, but keeping on the same track, I have been very disappointed to see that the ills of the Republican Party in Washington state seem likely to continue to keep that state in the clutches of the radical left. Even in just the past few days, I have been reminded that there are too many people in the GOP who are locked into a mode of thinking that will forever doom the conservative cause. I talked about them last week, so I won't rehash that here, But I do feel the need to state that, with all the ills of the Republican Party throughout the nation, I still consider myself to be one. Listen, we live in a republic. What else would I be but Republican? Yes, it sickens me beyond words that the political party that bears the name Republican seems to be hell-bent on abandoning everything that it means to be a Republican. And when I say Republican, I mean it in the small r context of Republicanism. I could never be a Democrat because, aside from the absolute lunacy displayed by that party these days, I do not fundamentally believe in or trust democracy. Yes, we have democratic institutions and traditions, but that does not make us a democracy. But more than just being a republic, we are a constitutional republic. This wholly sets us apart from all other republics in the history of the world because we were founded on the belief that there are some things, inalienable things, which no amount of popular pressure can or should alter. Folks, this belief has been, and it still is in theory, unique in the history of the world and has not existed anywhere else. We are also unique in that we were the first nation, to, at its founding, put down in writing both our philosophy of government and the limitations of said government. That is why when I say that I am a Republican, I mean it in the most literal sense. It doesn't mean small government, it means local government. It doesn't mean low taxes, it means necessary taxes, if there even is such a thing. And only for those things which it is necessary and proper for government to do in the first place. And most importantly, it means that the rule of law, not of men, should prevail. So, while I have no problem grilling potential candidates about their views on faith, I find it more productive to grill them on their views of being a Republican. What and how they explain what that means to them should tell us everything that we would need to know about how they would govern. And in my opinion, it will inform us far better than pressing them on matters of faith. That is not to say that faith is inconsequential to how they would behave in office, not by a long shot. It merely means that a person can have a solid and biblically sound faith and still not believe in principles of republicanism. And conversely, a person can be a resounding conservative republican, yet be merely agnostic. To me, it is easier to deceive people by regurgitating religious talking points than it is to convincingly fake and articulate true principles of republicanism. Primarily because so few people today know what those principles even are eating if they subconsciously know the truth of them so how do these two things tie together well as i see it people that are calling for the church to become more active in politics actually mean that they want a return to little r republicanism they want the church to preach and teach the gospel while they want representatives that will put that faith into action via our republican system and they want politicians to do this fearlessly, matching the message of the Church to the actions of Republican government. And I also believe that they want the Church to be more vocal when politics projects itself into matters of faith and truth. They want the Church to preach the truth loudly and publicly about life, its value, and when it begins. They want the Church to preach the truth loudly and publicly about marriage and all that it entails. And they want the church to preach the truth loudly and publicly about gender and the different roles God gives to men and women. And yes, I wholeheartedly agree that the church can and should do these things, just so long as they are doing it to advance the gospel, not a political movement. Faith informs politics. Our very best hope of saving this country is to restore and preserve the church, not corrupt it. Preach and teach the irresistible truth of Christ and the gospel, and it will inevitably affect the politics around us for the better. At the same time, in the secular vein, rediscover and embrace republicanism. Regain the lost knowledge of what has made us the most unique and exceptional country in the world. And when you do, share it with all those who listen, and even occasionally with those who won't. Okay, that'll do it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, please take a second to like it or rate it, perhaps even follow or subscribe. And please, leave me a comment to let me know how I'm doing. But most importantly, please share the podcast with others who you think might enjoy it as well. So until next week, God be with you in all that you do. And remember, keep the faith and keep up the fight.